In the yard next to our education building is a blessing box. The idea is that through this box, individuals in our community who are hungry can stop by and grab a few items to eat and drink. Also, they are able to grab items for personal hygiene like toothbrushes, toothpaste, and soap. If you would like to donate items for this ministry, you can place them in the drop box located in the front entryway. Table Talk Spiritual Formation Groups will be meeting every Sunday night at 6 p.m. and every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. We will be discussing the scripture and sermon from Sunday morning. So come Sunday or come on Tuesday to our education building and join the conversation. November 3rd is All Saints Sunday. This is the worship service where we remember and celebrate our church members and loved ones who have passed away during the last year. If you have someone that you would like recognized at our All Saints service, please fill out information on the tear tab of your bulletin and place it in the offering plate. This will be a very moving service, so feel free to invite family and friends whose lives were touched by your loved one who has passed. Corneman and I'm a member of the congregation's Legacy Committee. The Legacy Committee exists for two reasons. First, to celebrate all the ways our endowment supports our church, and second, to encourage you to think about ways you can be part of this enduring ministry. So, we will be here a couple times a month sharing something we accomplished with our endowment or to share ways we can all be part of the future of this wonderful church. We look forward to it. Good morning. You can turn me down a little bit. Have you all noticed how relaxed Kobe is today? <laughs> I heard he wasn't quite just relaxed last week. Is that true? <laughs> I told you I was going to pick on you. you did. Uh, it, goes, it goes with the territory. Uh, but I only pick on him because he did such a wonderful job. So, um, yes. It is, uh, it's awesome to know that uh, you can run off and you all are in good hands. Yes? Amen. So thanks, Kobe, for that, and thanks for all that you do. Um, I want to remind you all to uh, fill out the attendance sheets, um, and then if you have any, um, any joys or concerns, um, please be sure to um, fill those out. I just remind you that when you fill these out, it is... It's helpful to both Kobe and I um, as we just continue to get to know your faces and names. And so uh, please uh, do that and place that in the offering when the time comes. Um, I tell you, what, are you going to help me today? Because I've been gone for a week. I'm on my own. All right, let's see. Oh, is that what we do? Wait, why are we here this morning? Oh, wait, we're here to worship God, right? Um, amen? Um, we gather together um, in anticipation and expectation that God is here. Yes? We gather together in expectation and anticipation uh, that the Spirit will speak to us if only we will open up our minds and our hearts and be attentive. 
And so as we gather this day, let us begin to set aside those things that distract us and let us begin to focus our thoughts and our very lives in Christ, whose light not only comes forward uh, this day, but whose light is with us each and every day. And so I invite you to stand as the acolytes bring the light of Christ forward and we celebrate Christ's presence among us this day. Gracious God, may we be reminded that every morning your love is new and fresh. Your mercy and your compassion are anew and fresh. May we be reminded that all day long you are working for good in the world. And so as we gather here this day, may you stir up a desire within us uh, to open up our hearts, to connect with you and one another as we seek to grow in our love and knowledge of you, and as we seek to make a difference in the lives of other people. Indeed, enable us, great God, to live and to love like Jesus this day and every day. In Christ's name, amen. And now let us join our voices together as we sing, Be Thou My Vision.
Amen. You may be seated. Um, I should mention this morning also, it is great to have Sarah um, Reno to lead um, the choir this morning. As um, Anne was uh, a bit busy yesterday um, working on the March Fest, and it's uh, so great that she was able to do that for the community, but um, it's good that she gets a break this day. So thank you, Sarah. Um, let, us, um, let us go to the Lord in prayer this day. Gracious God, as we gather in this space, silence the noise and the distractions within our minds, within our hearts, within our souls. Help us to create space, not just in this sanctuary, but in the depths of our soul for the presence of your spirit to be among us and with us. As you do that, Lord, help us to lay down those things that weigh heavily upon our hearts for um, all of our loved ones who are struggling with health issues or recovering from uh, surgeries or um, continuing a journey of grief over the loss of a loved one. Help us, Lord, to, to lay these burdens down, to lay down the burdens of the struggles of life, our struggles with um, our relationships with you and others. Help us to give them up to you and to release them, knowing that you are good and faithful and that you are always at work seeking to bring about your good ways in our life and in the world. Help us to place our trust in you this day. Help us to trust that you are indeed a good and a generous God who provides for us and is with us in all things and through all things. And so as we gather, Lord, to lay down those things that distract us, also bring to mind, Lord, those places where we have seen you at work in the midst of the world and our lives and our neighborhoods this week, that we may be, give thanksgiving for those places where we have seen you touching people's lives, healing brokenness, restoring wholeness, holding our hands as we walk through difficult times so that we might develop this attitude of gratitude even in the midst of difficult times because we know and we experience your presence with us. And Lord, as you pour out that blessing upon us, as you um, enable us to be ever aware and to experience your presence deep within, as you change us and shape us, may that not just be for our benefit, but may it be for the benefit of the world. So that you might send us forth from here, so that we might live in you for the sake of the world so that others will come to know you 
and so that their lives might be changed and transformed also. And Lord, this is our prayer not just for us, but it is our prayer for all God's people this day. As we join our voices together in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now let us stand and join our voices together in the song, There is a Wideness in God's Mercy. Amen. You may be seated, and I'm going to invite the children to come forward. Come on. Oh, you don't want to miss it today. there's more coming. All right. All right, do me a favor. Smile. Come on. All right, that's, that's pretty good. What does it mean to be generous? Anybody know? What's it mean to be generous? 
When someone says you're generous, what do they usually mean? Y'all aren't awake yet. Come on. Speak up. Never heard that word before? No? Really? Well, good. You'll learn something. You have? You've heard that word before? Do you know what it means? Just give a guess. Huh? You can. Okay. Did you know that being generous is one of the fruits of the Spirit? It's something God calls us to be. Being generous means that we share with other people. You've heard about sharing with other people, right? Yeah? Are you sure? Have you all heard about that? Yeah. How do you all do with that? Uh, oh, okay. We're going to hide. Okay. Um, yeah, sharing's not always easy, is it? Sometimes it's hard. Huh? But when you have a good friend, it's easy to share, right? But God calls us to be generous people. And so sometimes we struggle to learn what that means to be generous. But hey, guess what? I am in a generous mood today. Okay? And you know what? Oh, yeah. Oh, now I got your attention. <laughs> now, now, what do you think? If I was generous, what would I do with this? What would I do with this money? If I were generous, what would I do with it? Yes? I'd share it. Oh, now they know what generous means. <laughs> Kind of, like, kind of like you all, yeah? What you, so I'd share it? So who, who might I share it with? Huh? <laughs> everybody, that's a, that's a good answer, everybody. Okay, um, but anybody, anybody here, would you like me to share this with you? Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, anybody out here? Uh, <laughs> you know, I... I wasn't sure how many people that were going to be here. Let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's right, I didn't count you. You're right. Um, <laughs> wow, I, you know, I, had, I got $100 here. And I was thinking there might be 30 kids, so that would be, anybody do math if there were, how, many, how much, huh? Three. It would have been $3 each if there were, if there were 30 people. Yeah? Trust me, I can still do math. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that means you all get more. Because I am, I'm going to share it with you all. Is that okay? So let's see. Let's see, who's going to be first? You said you knew what generosity was, so you get first. Okay. Oh, no. Are you afraid I'm going to miss you? Uh-oh. What, what, hap- what would you do if I, like, if I gave this to everybody but one or two of you? Mm, oh, no, that wouldn't be cool? That would not be cool. Huh. Well, I'm going to have to count faster. We're going to be here all day. Um, hopefully, I'm counting right. If, if I get to the end and I don't have enough for people... Um, will you all help me share with folks who don't have? Uh, maybe. Okay. Oh, I forgot to tell you there's a catch. 
Uh-oh. Did you all come to church expecting to get $9? Any of you come to church expecting to get $9 today? No? I know, you don't want $9. You just want my red truck. Right? Let's see. Okay. There we go. Those are yours, young man. All right. You are welcome. So what, any of you come to church expecting $9 today? No. no? I, I'm not going to have enough y'all. Is that okay? I hope I've counted right. I should, when I get done, I should have $1 left, right? I don't know what I'm going to do if I count them wrong. Uh-oh, I shorted somebody. All right, somebody, huh? I gave you 10? All right, I don't know. Are you guys okay if, you know, some of you may have gotten eight, some of you may have gotten nine, some of you may have gotten 10? I don't know. Um, well, here. There you go. Okay, now here's the catch. Here's the catch. Okay, you all didn't come expecting to have $9 given to you today, right? Huh? How much? You got nine? Okay, good deal. So here's the deal. You got $100? Um, here's the deal. You go home today and have a conversation with your parents. So you all get to participate in this. You have a conversation with your parents about how you could be generous with the money that you've been given. Okay? So you think about it. But you can use this. Any way you want to, parents, well, anyway, your parents will let you use it. Let's put it that way. I, I better be careful with that. Um, but um, go home and have a conversation with your parents around what does it mean uh, to be generous and to be good stewards with the gifts that God has given us, okay? And then here's the last catch. Somebody taking names? Kobe, you got names of all the kids that are up here? Here's the other catch. You all have to come back. And you have to tell me about your discussion that you had and how you chose to use your $9. Is that okay? Is that all right? Can you do that? Okay. No. You saw who that was, right? Okay. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to point whose child that, that was or anything, but hey, Morgan, how you doing? Um, Oh, Lordy B. Okay, can you do that? Okay, you shook your head yes then, that's good. Um, and now, next week, um, when you tell your friends what happened at Children's Church, um, they'll probably all show up, because you never know when I'll feel generous again. I don't know, I might feel generous again next week. Who knows? Let's pray. Gracious God. Ah. <sighs> As we receive out of your generosity, may you shape our hearts that we might be generous with that which you have blessed us so that we might share it with others. Um, bless these children and bless the discussion that they have with their parents as they uh, talk about what it means to be good, generous stewards of that which God has provided us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, now don't run out and spend it until after worship.
or until after you have a conversation with your parents.
Amen. All right. How many of you got up this morning and said, um, man, I want to be greedy and stingy today? Let me dream up some ways I can be greedy and stingy. <laughs> no? None of you got up that way? Yeah, I mean, do you think, I mean, maybe there's a few people in the world, but do you think anybody in the world really gets up and says, I want to be greedy and stingy today? I, I mean, I, I, I'd like to believe that uh, nobody does that. Maybe there's a few, but most people um, do not um, get up in the morning and um, go through life um, just dreaming up ways to be greedy or stingy. Now, it may seem that way with some people, uh, but um, I don't think anybody does that. Um, and, and yet, um, all of the information that is gathered and data that is gathered uh, says that um, we are giving less and less than we used to give. Um, statistics say that folks within the church actually don't give much more than people outside the church to charitable organizations, um, and, and that includes uh, the church when we talk about charitable organizations. Um, and yet, we believe that we worship a God who is generous and giving, don't we? Uh, what, what is it um, that causes us to be less generous than we could be? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, what is it that causes us to be less generous? Because I, I, I think in the depths of our being, we want to be people who share, yes? We want to be people who, who share of what we have with other folks, uh, of our time and our talents and our finances. Uh, and yet, even within the church, um, we are not as generous as we would like to believe that we are. And, you know, I, I think that most of that is a result of our fear of not having enough. Don't you think so? I, I think if you look at folks across income spectrums when it comes to money and you were to ask them, do you have enough? They say no. And it doesn't matter if they're making um, 15000 or 150000 a year. Most will say they don't have enough. Enough for what? Maybe a different question. Um, and, and so I um, firmly believe that we all want to be generous people. I mean, all we have to do is look around when there's a disaster that happens in the world, right? Um, a, a, a tornado, um, a hurricane, any of that. And we see that folks open up their pocketbook and they find time to go and to help people out. And so that at least tells me that um, we are and want to be a generous people. And yet we're not as generous as we could be, I think. And so um, let's see what... Um, 
the Apostle Paul especially has to say about generosity. And I'm going to read from a couple of passages. I'm going to read from uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, and then I'm going to read from 1 Timothy chapter 6. And so I invite you to hear these words from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at um, verse 6, I think. Where'd it go? What I mean is this, the one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop, and the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will reap a generous crop. Everyone should give whatever they have decided in their heart. They shouldn't give with hesitation or, be- or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. God has the power to provide you with more than enough for every kind of grace. That way, you will have everything you need always and in everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, he scattered everywhere. He gave to the needy. His righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Your ministry of this service to God's people isn't isn't only fully meeting their needs, but it is also multiplying in many expressions of thanksgiving to God. And then hear these words from... 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. Tell people who are rich at this time not to become egotistical and not to place their hope on their finances, which are uncertain. Instead, they need to hope in God who richly provides everything for enjoyment. Tell them to do good, to be rich in good things they do, to be generous and to share with others. When they do these things, they will save a treasure for themselves that is a good foundation for the future. That way, they can hold on to what is truly life. Everyone with ears to hear, hear the word of God and respond this day. Now, you know, I, I used to uh, say that uh, generosity is not about how much that we give. It's about what we do with we have, what we have. Uh, but um, I modified that a little bit uh, in that generosity is not about how much we can give or how much we give, but it is our attitude toward which we have that then affects what we do with what we have. You see, the issue that we all have, whether it comes to our talents or our times or our finances, it is this attitude with which uh, that we have with things. Uh, do me a favor. Hold up your hands and grasp your fist like this and squeeze really, really tight. Squeeze really, really tight now. Okay? All right. And, and then release just a little bit. And your fingers are still a little stiff, aren't they? All right? Yeah? Uh, uh, then release a little bit more. And, and then kind of let those fingers float. And, and now tell me, which feels better? 
Does it feel better to grasp as tight as you can? Or does it feel better to open your hands up? Uh, See, I, I think much of our issue is as we think about that which we have, we misunderstand where it comes from. Both of these passages remind us that um, the whole world is created by a good and generous God. We forget that the things we have, the very air that we breathe, the time that we have, the talents that we have been blessed with, and yes, even our pocketbooks, they are a gift from God. And sometimes what happens is that we think that all of these things are ours to hold on to and that we have to grasp them for fear of not having enough. Now, in a few, in a few weeks, I'm going to talk more uh, uh, about stewardship and about our, our time and our money, but I just want us to, to begin to think about this attitude that we have toward our things and even our time. Do we see all that we have as being a gift from God? Do we trust that the God that we worship and we serve is a generous and a good God? A God who will provide for us and through us. See, our, our attitude um, begins with what we believe about that which we have. Is it something that we have been given, that we are called to grasp as tight as we can and hold on to for fear of losing it? Or is it that which we have been given to hold loosely in our hands? Open, open to God and offering it all to God and saying, God, use this, use all that I have my very life, however you see fit for your kingdom work. In both of these sections, Paul encourages the church to be rich in our good works. He encourages us to be a people who share with others. In this passage, uh, we are challenged, I think, to be sure that our trust is not placed in our abilities or our position or our power, or our possessions, or our pocketbooks. Isn't part of the reason that we don't think we have enough is because in some ways we are convinced that our security and our well-being are solely wrapped up in what we have, or what we possess, or what we can gain. These passages challenge us to see things differently. 
They challenge us to see all is coming from a generous God. Now, when Deb and I first uh, um, entered back into the church, um, we had, we'd been out of church for a while. This was back in 1990, late 80s, late 80s, I guess. Um, we thought we were being generous. We'd go to church, and we'd write our $25 check, and we'd put it in the offering plate. Or maybe we didn't think we were being generous. I think we probably, just like everybody else wrote checks, so we're supposed to write a check, and, and $25 sounds like a good amount. Um, that's $100 a month. That sounds really good, right? Well, we were making a bit more than 1000 a month then. Um, so it, it wasn't a, a, a tithe. But we were, we were giving. You know, often this pathway toward generosity, it, it, it begins when we at least begin to not clench so tight and we begin to share, right? Because, you know, the reality is, is that you can't become a generous person without giving. Are, are you aware of that? Maybe, I mean, if you know how to do that, let me know. But you can't, you can't become a generous person without giving. And so we all have to start somewhere. Yes? And usually how we progress, if we think about it in our discipleship, we, we begin by being concerned about ourselves and wanting to make sure that we have uh, enough for ourselves. And, and I don't think that God calls us to uh, give everything away so that we are just totally dependent on everyone else. I think he calls us to be a good stewards of our finances. Um, and again, I'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. But, but we begin on this progression often where um, we get more concerned, and then we begin, to, we begin to give. We begin to share with others. And oftentimes, when we begin to share with others, what's our reason for sharing with others often? It kind of makes us feel good, right? I mean, if we're honest... Sometimes we share with others because it, it just kind of makes us feel good. And if we give a little bit, we can kind of we can pat ourselves on the back, right? And say, I'm doing my share to help people who are in need. Uh, but as we begin to loosen that grip and we begin uh, to share, I think something happens in us. Um, and and, and um, we begin to realize there is a sense of joy in sharing and doing other things and seeing that it helps other people. And so we uh, begin to look for places where maybe we can give a little more so that we can make a difference in the lives of other people. And as, as we grow in that, um, lo and behold, what happens is um, our satisfaction and our joy no longer comes from just how we feel, but it comes from the fact that we begin to see a difference in the lives of the people who are receiving, yes? Now, sometimes we think that when we give a certain portion of that which we have been blessed with, that we've reached generosity. In fact, um, oftentimes in the church, we speak as if um, being a generous people means tithing, well, the reality is, as few people in the church tithe or give 10%. Sometimes we talk as if generosity is about giving a tenth of what we have, and when we give a tenth of what we have, we have become generous people. Is that what it means to be generous people? 
you suspect I'm going to say it's more, right? That's why you're looking at me like that, like, oh, we're not going to say yes because we know he's going to say more. See, I think there is more to being a generous person. And I think if we pay attention to these passages, um, I think what we hear in Paul's letter is not just a challenge to give away more. The challenge is for us to begin to change our attitudes and to shape our lifestyles. You see, I think when we begin to reach maturity in our discipleships, we aren't satisfied with just giving a 2% or 3% or 10% of what we have. We're not just satisfied with giving a couple of hours here or using our talents here and there. As we grow in our maturity, in our discipleship, we begin to rearrange our lives. We begin to rearrange the priorities of our schedule in such a way that we no longer say, I don't have enough time, but we're able to create space where we have the time to do the things God calls us to do. We begin to rearrange our finances and how we live in such a way that we have more resources available for God's kingdom work. Are you hearing me? We begin to live in a way rather than, oftentimes what I see over and over um, when when I worked in industry and and was outside the church, I would see folks um, get a, a raise every year and still go from month to month on meeting their finances. And I'm talking about people who are in the 1990s are making $100,000 a year. Because what often happens is we live lifestyles that are above what we receive rather than living a lifestyle that's comfortable and provides for us and then creating more resources for doing God's kingdom work. See, generosity is not just about what we give. Generosity is the attitude toward that which we have that affects how we use it. And beyond that, it begins to affect how we shape our very lives and how we begin to realign and rearrange our lives so that we are more and more available to God and what God might do. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, If Paul says that God provides for us uh, so that we can enjoy life, God wants us to enjoy life, but our definition of what it means to enjoy life might need to be changed a little bit in Western society, maybe. 
right? Maybe not. But just think of the difference it would make if every morning, okay, you all don't get up and say, I want to be stingy and greedy, right? I'm sure of that. But what if you got up every morning? Because sometimes I think we, j- we just get up and we just try to survive. We don't think about things, and it's just like, I just want to survive the day. But what if we got up every morning and we said, God, I want to be the most generous person I can be today. Have you tried that? Anybody tried that? I mean, try that. I want to be the most generous person that I can be today. And then I suggest after you do that, you say, Lord, help me. That'd be a good idea. Because if we try to do it in our own power, we're not going to succeed. Lord, help me. Remind me that all that I have and all that I am blessed with, all the relationships in which I have networks and connections, um, even the very time that I have and the life that I breathe, they are gifts from you. Help me to receive them in such a way that I am able to share them. with all the people that you place in my pathway. What might happen if every morning we prayed that prayer and we offered ourselves up in that way and we expected God and the Spirit to show up? I'm thinking, I'm thinking we'd probably become generous people, wouldn't we? Yeah? You think so? Will you give that a try? Okay, I'm sorry, no $9 for y'all. That's all y'all get. Will you give that a shot? Get up every morning this week. God, help me to be the most generous person I can be with my time and with my talents and with my ability and with my pocketbook. So that your kingdom work will be done and so that other people may experience your love and your grace just as I have. I don't know. I think it could be interesting. Let's give it a shot. Amen? Amen. Our ushers will come forward. So the first step to becoming a generous person is to give. I don't know what God calls you to give, but I know he tells you to open up the fist, to lay it all before him, and to hear what he calls you to give. Not just of your pocketbook, not just of your time, but of your very lives. Listen to the Spirit as he invites you to participate by giving.
We give praise to you, for you indeed are the source of all of the gifts that we receive. And now may you take this portion which we have returned for your work. May you bless the giver, may you bless the gift, that both may be about your kingdom work and may accomplish the rich good works that you have in store for us. In Christ's name, amen. And now let us join our voices together as we sing freely, freely. Blessed by a generous God, having received his rich grace, let us go forth to freely give so that people might experience the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Go forth this week to offer yourself each and every morning to God that he might use you in generous ways throughout the day. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to be the generous people of God. Amen.